Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. This is episode number 50, why I started filming with Josh. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Thanks guys for tuning into this week's episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. This is a special episode to me because it's episode number 50. That is a milestone for podcasting and especially for me. Um, 50 episodes may not sound like a lot to um, to people, especially when it comes to podcasts that have literally hundreds of episodes out there. Um, but for someone like me who is podcasting not for a business, like I don't make a, I don't make any money off of this. And if you're in my position and you're doing this just for educational purposes and you know it's it's not really a part of your business plan, it's just something you do on the side, hitting 50 episodes at that point is kind of a milestone, and that's what it is for me. So I'm pretty excited to hit 50 episodes, and I can't wait to see what happens in the next. 50. If you are new to the Filming with Josh podcast, I really want to thank you for joining in. There are 49 other episodes out there that are full of content all about video production, photography, editing, uh, techniques for video, and even the business side of things. So I want to encourage you to listen to some other episodes and, and learn more about videography and the business that goes with it. And if you are new to filming with Josh in general, be sure to hop on over to Facebook and type in filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. Filming with Josh Facebook group is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. And there we basically have a continuation of this podcast where we talk about all things video. And if you have anything you want to know, whether it's color grading, whether it's story storyboarding, whether it's pricing your work, we talk about it in that group. You'll find a lot of content there. Um, I also share not only the podcast there, but I share written blogs and video vlogs as well. So you'll find a lot of that information in the Filming with Josh group. We have an awesome community there, so you can come join in in our, our conversations about equipment, about business, about all things video, and you can ask questions and just be a part of our growing community. Speaking of Filming with Josh, that leads us into today's episode, which is why I started filming with Josh. For anyone out there who has been following the Filming with Josh uh, group and the Filming with Josh podcast and vlogs and written articles and stuff over the last three or four years, three years, however long it's been at this point, um, you might have wondered why it is I'm doing this. What am I getting out of this? What's the point of this? And that's kind of what I want to dive into today on today's 50th episode. When I got into video back in like 2010, 2011-ish, somewhere around there, I didn't really have any sort of formal training. I didn't have anybody to show me the ropes. I didn't have anybody I knew that did this that I could bug and ask questions. I didn't know anybody. I was really new and was trying to figure all this out on my own. And I was you know, attending the YouTube Academy, <laughs> Googling stuff, trying to find answers on forums. I was posting questions and different pages and things and just trying to learn as much as I can't, could to kind of learn everything that there was to learn about video and editing and, and, and even the business side of things. And there's a lot, a lot of information out there and some is good and some is not so good. And, and I would have to just kind of weed through all of that and do a lot of trial by error and just figure a lot of things out on my own. The only real training I ever had was 
I spent some money and I went to a two-day crash course into video from uh, put on by Heartland Bowhunter, which at the time I was really interested in doing a lot of hunting and outdoor-related video content. And Heartland Bowhunter was an outdoor TV show that I followed that I really liked. I loved their work. And I knew that they had started offering a summer film school, two-day film school. And so I went. I went to one of their first ones. It wasn't their very first one, but it was definitely one of their first ones that they ever had. And I went and sat front row and I asked a lot of questions. And I knew I knew a few things by the time I got there because I had learned a lot on my own at that point. But I went to see what else they had to say. And I wanted to ask particular questions on specific things that I was trying to understand. And I got a lot of value out of it. It was a great time. I met a lot of people. I had a lot of fun. And But that's the only training I've ever had were those two days I spent spent in Missouri. In, uh, Missouri. I, I've never had any other kind of training outside of that. Everything else has been trial by fire, figure it out as I go. And that's, a, that's in some ways a tough way to learn, but in, in some ways it's actually a good way to learn because I've figured a lot of things out the hard way, you know, screwing up on on projects, messing up audio, messing up my exposure, messing up my white balance, not getting enough shots to tell a complete story, not pre-planning and just kind of shooting from the hip as I go, you know, not pricing a project correctly. Like I had so many things that I screwed up and and in some ways I was blessed by that because I learned a lot of things the hard way, which when you learn something the hard way, you never forget it. <laughs> so in some ways it was great, but in some ways it made learning more challenging because I had to really scour the internet to find the information that I was looking for. And so because of all of that, I know what is involved in learning video. I know what is involved in learning all the ins and outs of storytelling and, and project planning. And, and even the business side, I've learned, I've had to learn how to create a business from scratch. I have had to learn how to price work. I mean, pricing alone is difficult. Pricing is a difficult subject. And I had to figure that out, you know, because I had no one to show me how to price my work. I, I, I could go online and I could find an article here or there, but a lot of it was just kind of geared toward a specific industry, like how to price a wedding or how to price real estate. But in general, like how do I just price anything? How do I value my time? It was hard to figure that out. And and so I would, I would price projects too high and get rejected, or I would price projects too low and would get the job, but then would end up regretting it later because I, I would I found out I was <laughs> doing way too much work for um, the amount of money I was making. And so it was like it was something I had to figure out. I spent years trying to dial in my pricing. And I have it pretty dialed in right now. Um, and it fluctuates depending on the the industry I'm I'm targeting. But for the most part I have it pretty dialed in. But it took a long time to get to that point. And so because of that I've always really known that what I've learned is invaluable, but it took a lot of time to get to this point. I am fortunately the kind of guy that when I want to learn something and I, and I get really into something, I'm the kind of guy who will just go all out. I will completely immerse myself in something I'm interested in. I did it for fly fishing, for example. 
I didn't grow up fly fishing. I knew nothing about fly fishing. I've heard about it and saw people were fly fishing for bass in my area, and I didn't know you could do that. I thought you only fly fish for trout. <laughs> so I got a little interested in it, and like three or four years ago, I attended a, a one-day seminar, intro to fly fishing seminar, just to see what it was about. And once I learned a little bit about what fly fishing was, I got interested. Bought a fly ride, bought a Bought a reel, got some, got a line, weight forward floating line, some leader and some tippet material, and a couple flies. And I went out and started teaching myself how to cast, and 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 I caught my first fish, and then I caught my second fish, and next thing you know, I'm like, holy crap, this is a freaking blast! <laughs> and so I dove deep into fly fishing, and I taught myself all about it. And there's so much that goes into fly fishing, so much, but I got obsessed with it. And there was nobody out there to teach me at all. I just taught myself. I scoured the internet and watched YouTube videos and read articles and posted questions in forums and Facebook groups. And I taught myself all about fly fishing. And now, you know, three or four years later, I've caught a ton of fish from trout to redfish to bass to gar to cichlids, all kinds of different species of fish. I've got a bunch of different fly rods. I've got a bunch of different fly lines. I know a ton about fly fishing. I've even gotten into fly tying and have been tying my own flies. And I know so much about it now that I can now teach other people. In fact, if you offered me a, a job at a fly shop today and I, I didn't want to do video anymore, I would feel comfortable taking that job because I've learned so much about fly fishing. I was the same way about hunting whether it was bow hunting for whitetails or, or waterfowl. And I, I'm the same way about video. That's my personality. And so because of that, I was able to learn all these things about video because that I'm, I'm very possessive. I get obsessed with something, with a topic or something that interests me, and I'm going to dive in and I'm just going to figure it out. But for some people, that can be really challenging. You know, for some people out there that maybe are trying to figure out how to color grade and, and they're looking for that information, but they don't know where to look. And maybe they don't want to spend a year trying to figure it out the way that I do. And so because of that, it, I think it's great to have a, a, a place that you can go that you can find that information pretty easily. So how, did, how does that all go back to filming with Josh? Well, a few years ago, about four or five years ago, actually, um, I started joining these different outdoor Facebook groups. Because at the time, I was still doing a bunch of work in the hunting and fishing industries. And there's different outdoor Facebook groups online where um, people would join a community and ask questions and answer questions and stuff like that related to video, specifically for hunting and fishing related stuff, content, which is what I used to do. And I joined these groups and I would see what people would post and I would kind of check it out every once in a while. But I started to notice a common theme and that was that People would often go on to these different groups, these outdoor Facebook groups, and they would ask, or outdoor filming groups on Facebook, they would go to these groups and they'd ask questions, and people would give them very generic answers or wouldn't even answer them at all. And I started noticing this because these were, these were groups that were supposed to be geared toward video, specifically for the outdoor world. And they were usually put together by guys who were in the outdoor industry. And so you would think that when someone would go on and ask a question that they would get a really good answer and a really good explanation. But I noticed a lot of times that wasn't the case. Someone would go on, for example, and say, hey, what kind of microphone should I get for my camera? And 
it's an it's an honest question. You know, they don't know what more to ask other than that because you know maybe someone's just getting into video and they know they need a mic, but they don't know anything about mics, so they post a question like that. And often what the answers would be is people would comment and be like, you need a Rode Video Mic Pro, or you need to get a wireless mic, you need a Sennheiser G3, you know, something like that. And it would be a very generic, very basic answer, no explanation, and, and nobody would even ask them questions. And, and I, I really, I didn't understand that because how does that really help that person? How does just saying, buy a Rode Video Mic Pro, how does that really help that person? You don't know that a Rode Video Mic Pro is the right mic for them. You don't even know what camera they're shooting off of. You need to figure out some things from them. And and I started to see this, and it was in every group I was in. So I started participating because I thought, man, this guy needs a real answer. I'm going to help him out. So I would I would jump onto a question like that, and I would I would I would say something like this. I'd be like, hey, man, um, good question. Let me ask you a couple questions. What kind of camera do you have? What kind of videos are you shooting? And what kind of audio are you looking for? I mean, how could you even honestly answer that person without getting that information from him, right? And so I would ask that question, those those questions, and I would get answers. You know, a guy might say, "Oh, hey, thanks. I'm I'm uh, shooting off of a you know a Sony Handycam, and I'm filming myself when I go deer hunting, and I'm looking for uh, a mic that I can use that can capture the nature sounds." And I'll say, okay, great. So you, it sounds to me like you need an on-camera mic to get Nat sounds with. Um, I think a, a shotgun mic would be appropriate. And with that camera, you have a 3.5 millimeter jack. So this is a microphone I would recommend for that camera. It's an honest answer. It was a real, authentic, honest answer. And if you, if you don't answer a question that way, by if you don't ask more questions and get more information, then and you're just throwing some random name of a of a product out there, how does that really help that person? How do you know that you're even recommending the right item, A, and B, you're not really teaching that person anything? You know, and and, and by answering a question with some explanation, it goes a long way in educating someone. And so I started doing that. I mean, I, other people would say stuff like, hey, I, uh, I'm i looking for a camera. What camera do you recommend? I have a, you know, I, I, I want something for filming hunts. <laughs> and people would be like, get an A7 III or or get a, a Canon 5D Mark IV, you know? It would be questions, it would be answers like that. But again, they weren't asking enough information, they didn't have enough information, and they weren't giving enough explanation in their answers. So I would hop on and be like, all right, man, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for. What kind of what kind of hunting do you do? What kind of videos are you wanting to put together? Are you filming someone else? Are you filming yourself? Um, do you Are you looking for something lightweight? Do you want something with slow motion? Is 4K a priority? You know, I'd ask all these questions, and then whenever I would get, you know, their response, I would know how to answer them. You know, maybe maybe he was someone looking for something lightweight um, that they could self-film with, and I might be able to recommend something like a Panasonic GH4. This is back then. You know, it has a flip-out screen. You can point it at yourself. It's got it's got uh, the ability to have a 3.5 millimeter input so you can put either a shotgun mic or a wireless mic on it. It's small, it's lightweight, and it's micro four thirds, which means all the lenses are small and lightweight. They're not gonna be, it's not gonna be as good in low light as like a 5D full frame camera would be. Uh, however, you can get more reach 
per, per the size of glass than you can on a 5D series, so it's gonna allow you to cut a lot of weight out and has 4K and slow motion options. It's great for self-filming. And I'd give an answer like that. And that's honestly, that's the kind of answer that guy really needed. He didn't need someone to just throw random camera names out there. He needed someone to educate him and show him what is the right tool for his specific situation. So I would go on these groups and this is what I would do. I would, I would look every day and I would see questions and I would answer questions like that. And next thing you know, I started getting all these friend requests. People were sending me friend requests every day after I'd answer questions and I'd accept their friend request and, the, friend request, and then they would go on to, to send me a private message and they would ask me for more information. They'd be like, hey man, I saw you answered this one guy about this one question. I have a different question I was gonna see if you could help me with. And next thing you know, I started meeting all these people that were privately messaging me, asking me questions. And as such, I started realizing, man, there's a lot of need out there for, for people to, to get information, to learn about video. And not just for hunting, but all kinds of different things. I started to realize there's, there's a need out there. And at the time though, I, I, I hadn't decided to start my own group. I just was answering questions and, and answering private messages and I was meeting people and that was just what I did. But it wasn't until one day on one of these groups that a guy, a guy asked a question and about, I think it was about a GoPro or something like that. And I went on and I gave a lengthy answer and I fully explained the answer to what he was looking for and gave him suggestions on how to do what he was doing. And he was like, oh man, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. And next thing you know, I got deleted from the group. Couldn't believe it, but someone removed me from the group and blocked me from it. Super intentional, right? You don't remove someone and then block them from a group on accident. It was obviously someone in that group, an admin in that group, deleted me and blocked me. And the admin of that group was a fairly well-known outdoor-related person. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, why'd you remove me from the group? And I was like, I don't understand. I feel like you should call me and explain this to me. So he did. He called me. And he had this long-winded story because I don't think he thought I was going to call him out on this. So he had this long-winded thing of, oh, I, I don't know. I think what happened was is, is we flagged you for spam because it was a lengthy answer and it looked like spam. So we removed you from the group because we don't want spam in the group. All this stuff. We'll try to get you added back in. But I knew that was a lie and he knew that was a lie. And we both knew the reason he deleted me. He deleted me because he was threatened by me. He was threatened because I was answering the questions that he wasn't answering. And I was giving really nice long answers and I was helping people learn. And he didn't like it. He saw it as a threat because he didn't just delete me. He blocked me from the group. And he knew who I was. <laughs> We've crossed paths before. He knew who I was. And he knew I wasn't spamming. He knew that. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And honestly, he should have just manned up and explained to me that he felt threatened. I would, I would have respected him more if he'd have done that. But that's not what he did. He kicked me out of the group and gave me this really weird explanation. So I thought, to heck with this. I'm going to start my own freaking group. I'm going to start a group where anybody can ask a question and anybody can answer a question and nobody will be kicked out because I'm, quote, threatened by them. You know, I want to I create a group where it's all inclusive and it's beyond just 
outdoor stuff. I want it to be for everybody. It doesn't matter if you film weddings, real estate, commercial work, documentary films. I don't care what you do. I want you to feel included in this group. Like you can learn and you can ask questions no matter where you live, no matter what kind of videos you do, and we will help you. And I want everybody to help, not just me. I want other people to help. And I'm not going to be threatened by no one. So that day I started filming with Josh. Facebook group dedicated toward videography and video for all people. And in filming with Josh, I, I felt like the idea behind the group would just be a place where we could all come together and ask and answer questions and chat about upcoming products and post videos that we're working on and get feedback and that kind of thing. And to my surprise, it grew to get several hundred people in it pretty quickly. And through filming with Josh on the Facebook group, I started to realize people would write in and ask questions, and especially early on, about things that were not being talked about in, in the other groups, like business questions, for example. People were asking how to price work or how to write a contract or um, you know, how to market or brand themselves to get more business. These were great questions. So I started realizing that in this group, I should put more content than just simply how to film and edit <laughs> or what gear to buy, but we should talk about other things too, like we, we, we should talk about the business side. We should talk about the tough stuff, the, t the stuff that nobody else is talking about. So I started writing written articles, and then I started doing some video vlogs that would like educate people on specific subjects. And then eventually I decided, let's start a podcast. And in the podcast, we're going to talk about all kinds of things how, to, things, how to price your work, how to write a contract, what needs to be in a contract, how to get clients, how to get rid of clients, you know? All kinds of, let's talk about everything. Let's talk about everything there is. And I'll feature people, I'll bring people onto the podcast that come from different backgrounds or industries like architectural photography or wedding stuff, even though I don't do much of that. But I'll bring them on so we can hit everybody's interests and, and try to hit as many different topics as we can. And that's how the podcast got started. And because to my mind, I, I see no reason to not talk about the hard stuff like pricing. A lot of these other groups or people that are, quote, educators, they're afraid to talk about that kind of stuff because they're threatened. You know, kind of like how I got kicked out of that Facebook group. They get threatened and they feel like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to talk about pricing. If I talk about pricing, people are going to know how to price my work and they're going to compete against me. I, I don't care. I don't care if you know how much I how much I charge or, or how much I'm charging for a project. I could care less. You want to know why? Because I'm not threatened by anybody. I'm not threatened by anybody because my clients aren't hiring me based on my price. I'm not saying that price doesn't matter, but I'm saying that's not the number one reason they reach out to me. They're not going to hire me over you because I come in a thousand dollars lower or something like that. Like that's not what they're hiring me for. My customers, when they hire me, they hire me because they have seen my work and they feel like I'm a good fit for what they're looking for. Or they hire me because they were recommended to me by someone else. And so they feel like, oh, he did a good job for this one person. They recommended him. So I feel like I can trust him. <laughs> Or something along those lines. Maybe it's my style. Maybe they like my style and they'll hire me for my style. And my wife and I did this. When we got married and we hired a wedding photographer, we first, it wasn't pricing <laughs> that we looked for. I mean, we had a budget, but the number one thing we looked for was style. 
we wanted to know who could shoot um, moody images, darker moody images with a little bit of gold to it because that's something we both like. So we looked for photographers that specialized in shooting those kinds of photographs. And then we found a handful that fit, that did shoot those kind of photographs that fit our budget. And then we kind of, we did, I won't say we like interviewed them, but we chatted with them to see which one was the right fit and the one that felt the best that we had the most confidence in, that's who we hired. It wasn't, it wasn't pricing first. And, and that's, how, that's how I get hired. That's what people hire me for. So I don't care if we have conversations about pricing. I want to help you. I'm not threatened by you. I want to help you. I want you to learn the things that took me freaking years to figure out. If I can shave that those years off of your time by giving you some advice on how to value your time and how to value your work, then I'm going to do that because that information should be more readily available than it is today. But a lot of people don't want to go down that path. They don't want to talk about it because they're scared. And on Filming with Josh, we're not scared of nothing. Nothing. We'll talk about anything. I'll even share information or stories with you about things I did wrong or projects I screwed up so that you can learn from my mistakes. That's the whole point of this podcast. And it's the whole point of the written articles and the blogs and the vlogs and all that stuff. That's the whole point of it. That's why I started Filming with Josh. And it was, it was the guy who removed me from the outdoor group that forced me to do it. But I'm glad he did that because now I have an awesome group of close to 700 people and, and we're learning a lot from each other and we're educating people and it's, it's been a great fun ride. And these 50 episodes that we're in, this is just the beginning and I'm super stoked about that. Now, you may be wondering, what do I get out of this? You know, you, you see this all the time. You have guys like Peter McKinnon and them that have YouTube channels and a lot a lot of that they do because they're monetizing their channels and they're making money off of it. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that's not really how filming with Josh works. I don't get anything money-wise out of filming with Josh. Nothing, not a dime. I don't monetize any of this stuff. If I do a vlog, for instance, you want to want to know why I don't spend a lot of time on vlogs and put a lot of pretty music and B-roll and all this stuff in there? It's because I don't make anything off of it. If I do a vlog on filming with Josh... I'm doing it to teach you something like how to grade log because that's another thing, right? A lot of those groups I, I was in and other groups I've been in, people don't talk about advanced stuff like how to shoot and log, how to expose for log, how to grade log. You know, that's stuff that that's a little more advanced than people that are just starting, you know, starting out. But I want to talk about more advanced stuff because I want to help not help you not just learn about how to start getting into video, but I want to help you grow. I want to help you learn about how to how to shoot and grade log, how to storyboard, how to write a story. There's another there's another podcast out there that I listen to and oh my God, if I had a dollar for every single time they said, it's all about the story. You gotta have a great story. The story is the keen. But you know what? Have they ever once talked about how to write a story? No. Have they ever talked about one time about how to storyboard a project or write a script? No. I have. I've, I've talked about it on podcasts. I've done written articles explaining how I writ, written, wrote a script for a project or explaining how I did my shot sheet and that kind of thing because I, I, like, I don't want to just tell you you should do something. I want to teach you how to do that thing. And that's, that's a big part of the premise of Filming with Josh is I want to talk about advanced stuff and actually get into the details on how you do it because to me, that's where the value is and that's where you learn. Now, it's important to understand that that my my podcast and my Facebook group and my vlogs and my written blogs, they are not meant to be entertaining. 
If you want an entertaining vlog, for instance, you can watch a Peter McKinnon vlog. And there's nothing wrong with that. He does great work. But that's not the point of filming with Josh. It's not supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be educational. It's supposed to be a place that you go when you want to actually learn stuff and take time to really learn something specific. And that's why you can go and ask a question and you'll always see me giving a lengthy answer because I really want to explain something so you fully understand it. And maybe that bores some people. Maybe they don't want the lengthy answer. But if, if, if you're too lazy to read it, then this group is not for you. This group is for people who truly want to learn and understand. And that's the point. It's not supposed to be entertaining. And that's why I don't put a lot of B-roll in my vlogs. I don't care about that. If I'm doing a vlog, I just want to teach you something so you can learn. And it's meant for not for the masses. I'm not going to hit the same audience numbers that some of these other places do, but I'm not trying to because mine is for people who really and truly want to learn how to do these things. That's what Filming with Josh is designed to do. And as such, I don't get any money off of this. There's no monetizing it. There's no, I don't even, I don't even know. I think I have a YouTube channel. There might be some videos on there. I think my wife put some on there, but I certainly have never put any on there. (laughs) I have some on Vimeo that I link back to my website that show things like how to color grade stuff. And I'll post those in filming with Josh, but I don't even really do anything on YouTube because I'm not trying to monetize anything. So none of this is for pay for me. The only money I've ever made off of filming with Josh in any capacity has been, I sold tickets to a film school I did, which really it was just to pay for my time to put on the school. I have sold some private lessons online just to kind of pay for my time. If people want to spend an hour or two and have me coach them through and teach them about something, because you can do that. You can you can hire me for an hour of my time or as many hours of my time as you want to ask me questions or to um, have me teach you about something like color grading or um you know, advice on certain subjects, anything you want to learn, we can do a FaceTime learning session for an hour. And I do sell those online. But to be honest with you, a lot of times I don't even do that. I, I even recommend, like I'll have people like, they'll message me up and be like, hey man, I'm having really, I'm having a tough time writing this contract. And I'll even, I won't even charge them for this. I'll just be like, hey, why don't we do a Zoom call? You got you free this afternoon? Let's hop on a Zoom call and I'll help you figure it out. And I don't even make any money off of that. So yeah, sometimes I do private lessons online and I've done some private film schools and I've done a public film school and I've made a little bit of money off of those things, but not a lot. And I don't do that very often. It is available. If you want a private film school, I do offer that. I've done a handful of them. And if you want, and those are one-on-one, by the way, they're pretty cool. One-on-one, you spend two or three days with me. I learn what you know, and then I teach you everything you don't know. And we go out and we shoot videos together and put it together. It's really cool. Um, it's expensive because you're booking me for three days of my time and you're getting one-on-one lessons, but it's available if you want it. And yes, I do, like I said, I, I sell these private lessons online that are um, you know, hour sessions if you want to learn something is something specific. So those are available, but I don't do a lot of that because honestly, I'm not really in it for the money. I'm in it to just help you learn the things that took me years to learn. And by doing so, I feel like what we're going to create is a community of people that can help each other. And if you know, if you learn how to do something and you get good at it, because I helped you or someone else helped you, then that makes you someone I might be able to hire for some freelance work. Because, hey, I know you know how to grade and log because you learn how to from filming with Josh. (laughs) And so I trust that you'll be able to color a project I need edited, you know, like, I would rather invest in everyone and and my payment be just that we build a community because to me, that's good enough. And there is one other way I've made some money off of filming with Josh just for total transparency. And that is that I have met some people who have hired me 
So I've had some producer friends of mine who found me on Filming with Josh who have contacted me and been like, hey man, I found you on Filming with Josh. I found your podcast, joined your group. I have a, a project coming up and I think you'd be a good fit. Would you like to do the project? And I have found people that way, but that's it. That's it. That's the only ways I've ever made any money off of this. There is no monetizing. I'm not sponsored by anyone or anything like that because that's not what it's about. It's about helping you guys and building a community. And that's why I started it. And I started it so that we could talk about the things that nobody else will talk about and so that I can give you the answers that no one else seems to be willing to give. And I and yeah, again, my my podcast is not going to be this podcast is not going to be as entertaining, but that's not the point of it. This is an educational podcast where if you want to learn, I'm going to teach you how to do it. So that's the whole point of filming with Josh. And I'm super stoked that I've made it to 50 episodes and I'm super stoked that we have as many members as we do in the Facebook group. It's awesome and I'm so glad to have each and every one of you in there. And I hope that this podcast kind of further explains why I created this group and what I plan to do with it uh, and what I have done with it so far. And if you've ever wondered why I don't have any fancy vlogs and stuff like that with a bunch of B-roll or whatever, just know it's because I don't make money at this and it's because I'm not going to spend needless time for stuff that I don't need to do. I, you know, I, I actually, unlike a lot of YouTubers, I actually film for a living. This, this is genuinely my full-time job. And so I don't have 10 hours at home every day to spend shooting vlogs every week. I just don't have that kind of time. I do this for a living. So if I take the time to do a vlog, it's going to be straight to the point. It's going to show you what to do. I'm going to get in, give you the give you the information and get out because that's the time I have available. So I hope you understand that and that you understand that that's why mine's, mine's not meant to be entertaining. Mine is meant to teach. And I, I hope that some of you have gotten some value over out of this over the years. And I can't wait to see how many more podcast episodes we're going to get to be able to do and, and what more information we're going to get to cover and what other people we're going to bring on to this podcast. I'm, I'm super stoked about that. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. We live in a really great time where equipment is available, it's affordable, and there's some awesome, awesome content and awesome stories out there to be told. And I hope that, um, I hope that I can help you along that journey in some capacity. Thanks again for tuning in to the 50th episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. I'll see you guys next time for episode number 51. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.